makes this episode in the two parter then it might become a two parter all of batman a lot of batman is good batman so dr saab tell me this how did you first encounter batman how did you grow up with him what was the deal uh my first encounter with batman was uh, i think i was around 3 4 years old and uh, i i borrowed a cassette video tape Uh, uh, most of the young listeners out there won't know what a video cassette is a vhs tape and uh, on it was an episode of batman in which uh, he's running around with a grenade with a bomb oh, of the classic that, that, the that's, classic that's series. not that's not an episode by the way that's not an episode. that was the movie of the series oh, the, movie the of 60s the series. batman so i think that was the only thing yeah. on the cassette and right. uh, yeah probably and uh, and then after that on and off comic books and the michael keaton movie it was out when i was growing the michael up. keaton movie that's what changed everything so tell us the master educate us on the bat what should we go chron- chronologically let us let us first talk about what inspired the bat all right sure sure so here's the thing you have to understand something about that era yeah. artists and writers were ripping off everything left and right that's what the era was and i think uh, bob kane was also under pressure that he needed to come up after superman came out they right, needed right. to come up with so, a costume so so that's very interesting that uh, one of the influences on batman was superman hmm right and it's understandable dc had a hit with superman from in the action comics they wanted to have another hit and detective comics introduction of batman was literally that now The thing with uh, Batman and the influences, you have to understand. Uh, we can look at this from two levels. There were the influences that Bob Kane himself said he had, mm-hmm. and then there were the influences that later on people know that were there. Yeah. So the official influences were basically three, and uh, um, and these are pretty much what we uh, grew up reading with on various books and documentaries. Uh, and there were a l- tons of documentaries on batman and suddenly academic books on comic books mm. right after tim burton's batman yeah. so you know we, so the one thing which uh, a lot of our generation know about maybe you younger generation too as well is that batman was primarily influenced by and by primarily i mean that's what the official books of that era is a lot by leonardo da vinci Oh. Leonardo da Vinci had this sketch of a glider, the shape of a bat, and I remember. And and Leonardo da Vinci made a quote said, "If man is to fly, it will be on the wings of a bat." Yeah, and I think uh, uh, I remember seeing one of those sketches in one. Of, I I think funny enough in a Assassin's Creed game, 
and mm. uh, the sketch actually reminds me of the way Batman was drawn back in the 1940s. Exactly. So Bob Bob Kane actually had sketches, and those sketches are often found in various books. Was Was uh, Bob Kane also a writer, or was he an artist? He was primarily an artist. Yeah. Uh, he did ha- have cr- he has various credits in various issues of comics as being the writer. But we pretty much know that a lot of those were just ghostwriters. He really mm. didn't write much. Uh, but with with the wings of a bat. Uh, it is very interesting that um, many scholars would actually now say that those sketches inspired by Leonardo da Vinci's uh, The Wings of a Bat, The Glider, are actually were actually done after the fact, put in the books later to kind of give that impression, though we grew up with that. Yeah. Uh, the main influence of Bat, other than that, he goes, he talks about the Mark of Zorro. Both of that, that they even show in the very first. Like, right, so that's in all his origin understandable, yeah. and uh, we know Zorro is definitely influenced. Then there is a movie, a really cool movie called The Bat Whisperer. Uh-huh. This is a movie from the um, uh, 30s, although there is an earlier version uh, from the 20s as well. The Bat Whisperer is has been an enormous influence on Batman, hmm. uh, mainly because there was a bat type figure thief running around in in this abandoned mansion trying to steal something and why why him. was he why was he called a bat whisperer well you know he was just a thief who dressed up as a bat oh okay right so and you know the silhouette and the shadows all that was a big influence on him but in my opinion the biggest influence from the bat whisperer hmm. and because and by the way like you can actually watch it on youtube because it's a public it's domain a public movie, movie and, okay. and it's there <clears throat> is the bat signal so there was a bat signal in that, huh? Well, it wasn't a bat signal that uh, the police used to summon Batman, but it was this, it was this lamp, and this bat shape came on, and and it scared everybody in the house, and oh. so that was interesting. Although, if you, well, I, I leave the spoilers. If you watch the actual, if you go and watch the movie, the Bat Whisperer, it gives you an interesting <laughs> origin of what that bat signal really was. I, I leave it up to the viewers. Uh, interesting. I, I did not know this. I think uh, if I have time, I will also go on YouTube and this is, watch this All movie. Right. So can we talk about the actual real influence yes, of Batman? Yes, please go ahead. So the actual real influence of Batman has been, and this is the popularly accepted now, and uh, is the shadow. Uh, most of the people who do not know The Shadow, if they want to know about The Shadow, they can actually watch the Alec Baldwin movie. Yes, they can. And it's actually quite a good, uh, true to the original source yeah. material movie, The Shadow. Even he though I would never understand how he changes his nose in that movie. Oh, hypnosis. <laughs> he changes his nose through hypnosis? Oh, everything. His The, the, the fact that he can... De- uh, uh, um, uh, bl- um, what do you call it? Blend in into the shadows, turn visible, ah. cloud people's mind, change his appearance, change his voice. It's all hypnosis taught to him by uh, Tibetan monks. But with the shadow, what's more important is this: his he's a rich millionaire, billionaire, whatever playboy, Laman mm. Cranston, yeah. who goes out in the night, disguises himself, and fights crime. crime. And, and the famous line: "Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men." Mm-hmm. The shadow does. Mm-hmm. Now, what's shadow interesting does. about the shadow and Batman is this: it's accepted. Bob Kane didn't really um, uh, talk too much about that, but um, the writer of Batman, the original writer, uh, Bill Finger, mm-hmm. he pretty much online says that my first ever Batman story, which was the uh, first appearance of Batman, yeah. Detective Comics, uh, is pretty much his take on a very specific The Shadow uh, pulp magazine uh, episode. 
and so it's there um, but what's more interesting for Batman fans is this the shadow actually makes an appearance in a 70s Batman comic Oh, he does? Yes. How so? Uh, he just does so. He actually comes as this person who's come back out of retirement. Um, the, uh, in fact, uh, our readers can uh, Google it up. Um, our listeners. <laughs> our listeners, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was um, um, uh, Batman. Let me look this up. Batman 253. Okay. Batman 253. Just Google Batman 253. And it's not just some pastiche or a little appearance of the shadow. He's there on the cover. The whole story is about and the shadow. By then, uh, the shadow was a public domain character. Or no, no, the shadow it? still isn't a public domain. Then character. how did DC get uh, the rights for him? Oh, DC did. The DC, oh, DC actually went through legal. Yeah, DC okay, has, okay. Uh, and they have also in the past published the shadow comics. Oh. Okay. Now, so Makes that sense. was something that happened, and then now, upcoming later on, for those who want to keep up to date, mm -hmm. there is a the shadow, an official proper the shadow and the Batman crossover about to come out uh, through DC Comics. Very nice. So two things I got from uh, this conversation about Batman's origin. Number one, why the hell don't these Tibetan monks just come and crime fight? Because they have trained the Shadow, they have trained the Batman, they have trained Iron Fist, they have trained Doctor Strange. Now imagine for a country suppressed by China, they they can they can essentially take over the world, but they do not because they are and pacifists. And that trust me, that list right is even more exhaustive than that. There's also the Amazing Man, there's the Green Lama, it just goes on and on. Peter all, Thunderbolt. All, all these third world countries have these heroes emerging from them. The Phantom goes to Africa, becomes all powerful. <laughs> so yeah, there's a, right. There's something going on there. So now let's talk about the Batman. And uh, we've talked about how the Batman was formed when he was employed. Yeah, one more, one, one little question that I had. One little, one little question that I had is uh, they, this Batman was like an answer because they weren't more successful comics like the Superman. Mm. Why make him like the different end of the spectrum altogether? On one hand, we have a super-powered god who can lift, literally lift mm -hmm. up like locomotives and mm -hmm. faster than trains and whatnot. And then at the other end, we just have a man who's mm. dressed up as a bat. Well, what's what's your take on I know well I'm just asking for your take hmm. on that why why do you think that well it's very simple uh, you've done something it's a hit right and the other thing that was happening you have to understand when Superman was all over the place various companies did a lot of takes on Superman yeah so and, and you had a lot of lawsuits going around as well you know I mean the famous one is uh, Captain Marvel Shazam which mm -hmm. wasn't a DC character to yeah. begin with it was True. Fawcett uh, and there were others there's this, there's this gentleman which came out with just one issue Wonder Man and DC sued them and mm. so there was a lot of and a lot of them which weren't sued that went into publication a lot of them didn't make it okay. right so what happens is this look we've already done this this is great now let's do the other end of the spectrum mm. and put a stamp there and there were other characters of that time who were okay uh, before that there, 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 are, there were a lot of characters mm -hmm. who were grim and gritty going in the shadows which were very successful so that was also that. Uh, with another thing with Batman is um, uh, uh, another character, a pulp, a pulp serialized character, which was very famous at the time, was a character called the Black Bat. Hmm. And he literally was a gentleman which with a cowl and, and a cape, and the cape was shaped exactly like Batman's. Okay. And uh, he was a 
crime fighter at night, grim and gritty. But that influence, that's the influence that's a little controversy because mm. that's the one that actually uh, resulted in a lawsuit. Oh, against DC Comics. Yes. Interesting. And it was settled off court. And if, if, uh, if, if, uh, if our listeners uh, just Google the black bat yeah. uh, cover pulp, mm -hmm. they will see something very interesting. It's, it's very interesting. However, the black bat, in my, in my opinion, visually influenced a lot the Batman. I'll tell you what I feel. And we're going to go off a topic a little because mm. it's connected. Yeah. I'll tell you what he actually influenced more. What? Daredevil. Oh, because I the origins of the black cat, bla the black bat, is this: he was a district attorney who was going up against the mob, so the mob blinded him with acid. Oh. So then he went to surgery and he realized, oh, I have these abilities to see in the night and the darkness, like a bat. So, but in the day, he was a district attorney pretending to be blind. Pretending to be blind. Yes. So, so he was Daredevil by day, Batman by night. <laughs> and uh, why isn't he a cool character right now? I do not understand. <laughs> you know, characters get forgotten. Yeah. You know, and uh, and he wasn't really a comic book character. Do, was, do characters uh, get forgotten or do they get retconned? Is the question. That's uh, another post. Yeah. So yeah, so that was the the brief history of how the bat was created. I think uh, you guys can comment and. Uh, ask questions because the master is very well educated in these ha having said that because yeah. i know people are passionate about the hobbies and fa and fans of fans mm -hmm. so i just want to just want to put a little disclaimer just because the character was influenced inspired or a complete ripoff of something does not make that character a bad character well, we'll uh, tell that to the Deadpool fans out there. <laughs> yeah. So I think, yeah, you, there's something that they need to know, not not uh, Batman fans. But uh, let's let's start off with the uh, Batman Year One, even though it came in the 1980s. Mm -hmm. But uh, it was probably one of the yeah. most influential comics on Batman movies on subsequently. Batman, exactly. Yeah. I, I'll tell you what really changed. Uh, Batman. Yeah. It was a Tim Burton Batman movie, and you know we kind of forget that it's not just oh in the golden age in the in the 30s and 40s Batman was all colorful mm -hmm. and whatnot, and then he became darker. No, he was pretty much a colorful character mm -hmm. as far as the mass media uh, representation of Batman yeah. goes throughout the 80s even, right? We all grew up with the 60s Batman, which were on the reruns and on videotapes. Uh, our other exposure to Batman before that was Super Friends cartoons and Batman cartoons. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until Tim Burton that he suddenly went dark and gritty. He wasn't. Yeah, let's let's talk about the Batman TV series. Let's go let's go according yeah. to the years rather than right. publication. Uh, having said that, then if you're doing that, let me just quickly also point out that initially, when Batman first came out from Detective Comics 27 onwards, um, he was pretty grim and gritty. Uh, by today's standards and by those standards. In fact, he was more so than he used, he used to, to. He used to walk around with a gun. Oh yeah, he used to yeah. have a .45, used to yeah. shoot criminals, used to kick them in the head, and he <laughs> used to make wisecracks, like, you got what you deserve, scum. And yeah. by that, he meant and, he broke uh, someone's neck and that person I, was dead. Uh, yeah, I think the reason why he stopped using a gun and uh, stopped killing that this whole idea, I think a lot of people, they're, 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 the biggest problem that they have with Batman versus Superman is that, oh my God, Batman killed, Batman killed. That's one rule that he never breaks. Oh. Well, that that rule was just there because of the of the comic code's authority. Yeah, yeah. And with censorship. And, yeah. then, and then certain, um, uh, um, the bosses change or yeah. policies change. But 
it's not it's not a it's not something new oh my god batman kills batman has killed mm-hmm. and uh, and talking about killing well we we'll talk about them when we get to that so that's where batman starts then he becomes lighter mm-hmm. and so then, yeah did batman ever have a radio show like superman did i'm not sure i'm not aware of okay, but no I yes he know. did he did yes he did i'll tell you why uh because batman it's it's very interesting that a lot of the characters in batman there are now iconic batman characters mm-hmm. uh and we introduced in a different media yeah yes uh, for example alfred pennyworth alfred the butler was uh, not introduced in the comics he was actually introduced in the batman radio show yeah so just just like the case of uh, superman lex luthor was introduced in the super, uh, in the radio show Yeah. Oh. So Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so I'll do a Superman episode as well then. We will, we will. Right. So, so, yeah, so yeah. as um, as other characters Harley Quinn was from Harley the Quinn animated, from animated series. series. And I'm sure they Mr. Others. Freeze was from the animated series as well. Oh, yeah, I think so. From yeah. the 60s one. Um yeah. sorry, sorry, the, um, the 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 early 80s one. Um so, yeah, the, yeah, yeah so, yes, he was. I remember and they made a big deal about it because they really wanted to hit big mm-hmm. because in the opening uh, uh, title sequence of that particular cartoon Batman Robin the Batman the boy wonder they fight crime from villains like the Joker the Catwoman and then they made a point and the cool and groovy Mr Freeze and they actually <laughs> like emphasized and the cool and groovy or something like that cool and groovy there was nothing groovy about Mr Freeze but uh, tell me this so let's start off uh, Batman he was a crime fighter fighting crimes and what not then they decided to add color by giving him a sidekick Yeah, I think and this was on, this was this was obviously the influence of Spider-Man in which how uh, No, Spider-Man wasn't around then. Uh wasn't the, the, Batman introduced after Spider-Man? What are you talking about? Uh, no, not Batman. I'm talking about Robin. Oh, no, no, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. Robin pretty much entered um I think it was issue. In fact, when Batman issue 1 came out as after Jeff Comics, that's when uh, the Robin the Boy Wonder, no, he makes it even before that actually. Yes, uh, uh, there's yes, it's you know there's a famous detective comics cover in which Batman's holding this little um uh like a little round thing and it uh, and uh, and he is r- ripping out of the cover of that round thing and introducing Robin. Oh, so that okay. that was way, that was in the 40s. Really? Uh, yes, yes, uh, definitely. And uh, the Boy Wonder's introduction was int- uh, was there for a very simple reason. Um they wanted their car- they wanted kids to be able to relate to Batman yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly. You know. And then when the 60s Batman show came on, I mean, you have to understand from the 40s onwards till the 80s, that's mm. a big chunk of time. Batman was a cheerful, happy, colorful person with a colorful kid running around with him. Yeah, you're right. I just confirmed 1940 Detective Comics 38. So and that that was before even Batman number 1. So that was there, and and uh, and and they were having space adventures, hmm. and uh, they were having all, and and he was polite. Yeah, he wasn't a jerk like he is now, and he doesn't apologize <laughs> for anything, even though he would get the whole Justice League in trouble. Yeah, but like that. that's because it's cool to not apologize nowadays. Well, I mean, yeah. that's 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 how kids are. <laughs> well, uh, 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 interestingly <laughs> enough, the Master Sahib is actually a parent, right? <laughs> and and I actually this actually happened. And I told my uh, this my, my my child he did something which is sure enough. And I said you apologize right now. And his and his response was this, no. Why not? Batman sorry नहीं बोलता. So so no wonder the comic code came into play. And I mean, 
<laughs> Personally, I mean, if you ask me, I, I prefer my 60s, 70s, 80s colorful, you know, uh, the TV series Batman. Yeah. I mean, this new Batman that everybody likes, he's not a good influence on my kid, man. I mean, he really isn't. Man. True. So, yeah, so the Batman of the 60s. Oh, oh, by the way, on a similar note, another thing why this Batman is scary because they, you know, they focus so much on his origins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my kid also one day said, Abu, Batman ke na, Ambi Abu nahi hota. I'm like, shit, are you threatening me? What are you doing? Raat ko uthenge, mare me. So creating his own origin story. <laughs> well, yeah. <clears throat> so, okay. So, uh, Batman, the TV show, from, uh, from, the, from the random documentaries and everything that I have seen. Oh, I, I grew up with it. You grew up with right. it. Yeah, no, I'm talking about behind the scenes in right. which it actually... The, uh, resurrected batman oh yes in yes. the mainstream it's it's what brought it was, batman it to was, the mainstream. it was going down and it was campy it was funny and, and that's cool. what made people watch yes. it and i'll tell you what uh, and from the same documentaries uh, they actually tell you what the philosophy behind the show was mm-hmm. very interesting they said we we make it really cheesy really really campy to the extent that we're going to put in all these innuendos that yeah. disney does now that only adults would get exactly and adults would find it funny beyond mm-hmm. anything while kids will just find absolutely amazing and, and you know like incredible and adventurous and exciting yeah i know uh, i would recommend everybody to watch it but to people who has who have never seen that show and are die hard batman fans do not watch it uh, you know uh, in with, with this in your mind that this is your batman the batman the dark grim gritty uh, you know they don't they don't even mention his origins in that huh, they, they don't they can't they, they, can't. they, can't. they, they don't right. say that his parents were killed because it's it, it's it, it brings you down. This was supposed to be a funny, fun show, and yeah. in which you just and, log and, in and, and have a good thing. time. And that's I think there's nothing that goes around a lot. Is Batman isn't like this. Batman isn't like you know a true Batman fan. Any character that's been around for so long is no one's character. It's no one's. There character, will always yeah. be phases and different interpretations of that character, right? And and fine, I understand some people. You can go okay, okay, this particular specific interpretation of batman is my batman and you probably do that because that's the batman you grew up with but there is no one batman but but keeping that in mind uh the cat woman from that show i think that was uh after princess leia that was the one lady that we used to right. be crazy about right right but because i'm a de- i'm a i'm a i'm a like there are two different there are yes, two different yes. cat women there was a african-american right, cat woman right. and then and that a... and, and you know how we keep going oh you know everything used to be so racist and now we have more diversity and you know we have a, a you know these superheroes get recast and you know we, we have the cat movie right yeah in which oh man there's so much like the movie was bad but there's a lot of praise oh yes you know she's casted as a black woman well it's been it was done before as well in the 60s uh, diversity feminism power <laughs> no but i mean it's nothing new uh we actually they, we had a black cat woman in the 60s show and that was very cool for its time and people are making uh, you know hoorah about now but but it was it happened before it happened it happened before but that's the thing that's what they don't want you to believe man that's what they hide from you that's how they control you master sub yes 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 <laughs> i mean look at little starter from the 60s we won't going to start right now batman, batman. Yeah. which reminds me there is a very cool fan movie somewhere on youtube in which the 60s Batman meets the seven, the classics uh, Star Trek. Uh, oh. Yeah, yeah, very nice, very nice. I'll, you have, check to, it out. I'll have to look that up. Uh, another cool, interesting fact was the Joker from the Batman show. 
the best the best part about him that I used to find hilarious but now as I'm growing up I'm like you know it's cool is that the actor was a famous actor Cesar Romero or something yeah and uh, he refused to shave off his mustache oh, I, I was just going to yeah. say I was going to say actually my coolest thing was that but uh, you know, yeah. so there he was in his own uh, you know, Joker makeup, Joker and, makeup stuff. And, and if you, you look closely you see, yeah, you see, yeah, see, you see, see sometimes you don't even need to look close he's there you can see there's a mustache and there's white over it, it yeah. really I mean I, I, I can't show this to you readers right now but I'll show it to myself listeners listeners the listeners <laughs> that my phone background is the classic Batman oh. <laughs> the the the, nice, yeah, nice, 70s nice. back when show. Adam West and uh, Bert, uh, Bert Ward. Right. Who right. played his ward. Uh, so then him. we came to Tim Burton. Yeah. But uh, we'll, we'll get to Tim Burton in our second show, I think, because this is time's up. In the next episode, we will brush up on the grim and gritty Batman. But I think we want to... I think everybody knows about that. I I want to get into the comic book. I want to know what is the best right. Batman story we'll, that Masters we'll, have. We'll right? do that. We'll look at the comics and we'll also touch upon uh, Tim Burton's Batman because that it we have had to. a lot of influence. In the we one have game to, later. yeah. And uh, we'll talk about our favorite Batman comic. We'll talk about our favorite Batman moment, and uh, we'll also talk about our least favorite Batman comic and our least favorite Batman moment. And since we started this with Batman's origins. We'll end it with what characters came after Batman, which were obvious Batman influenced or inspired. All right. So till then, have a week. Love us.